Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Illuminate Student Ministries. Listen as Pastor Paul speaks on offices. All right. By popular opinion, um, we're going to talk about offices today. Okay? Um, So, I'll explain all this stuff. So, here's the reason why, here's the reason we haven't done in. It's because... Your boy and your girl and Hannah and Rosie are going to be at the beach next week. And so next week is technically when O is supposed to be. Um, but I'm so we're going to skip O for now. Skip N for now. N is going to be next week. Did you like that? Okay. Um, all right. So for right now, we're going to go over O. All right. Um, I don't think we have that back there. I don't know if I sent this. Um, actually, I know I didn't because I know it's still on my computer. But let's see how you, your memory is holding up. Don't throw up this slide, uh, JC. Just leave it there. Uh, what was A? B? C? D? E? F? A, B, C, D, E, F, G? H? H, I? J? K, L, M, O, offices. All right. And N is going to be next week. All right. So, all right, here's the thing. All right. We've got, oh, that screen went out, but that's all right. Um, We've got a lot of ground to cover. So buckle up, buttercup. But how about a pointer from Paul before we get going? Oh, uh, Bean, while you're back there, I have a uh, large Sonic drink back there. <laughs> yes, can you bring that forthrightly? All right, <clears throat> uh, here's, here's my pointer from Paul. It's very practical. Um, value system purchasing, okay? Value system purchasing. This is what I mean by that. Don't purchase something merely because someone tells you, Um, hey, this is expensive, so it has a lot of value, okay? There's so many things that you can buy uh, that are like 800, 900% markup, and they cost $5 to make, but people think that because they cost so much money, that Elias, that they actually have higher value, okay? Now I'm talking specifically to the guys, and guys, if you bought it, if you're married and you bought a diamond ring, no diss, Uh, but what I'm saying is, uh, guys who are not yet married, which is a large percentage of you, um, I wouldn't buy into the hype that you need a diamond ring to propose. Um, so if you don't know, uh, how many of you guys think that diamonds are like super rare, like really scarce, like that's why they're so valuable? You're right. They're the most like common stone in the world. Uh, but this company called De Beers operates and owns 95% of the world diamond control uh, and the trade, and they mark up their diamonds 800 to 1,000%, okay? So you're, um, anyways, and we can talk about blood diamonds if you want, um, but I I gave a whole speech on it in college anyways. Um, So uh, lab-grown diamonds are super cheap, and they're molecularly almost identical to regular diamonds. So just for you guys out there, you don't have to, like, do the whole diamond route. Your girl's got a white sapphire. Um, Rosie has an emerald. Like, 
Um, and I really think y'all's generation is kind of getting out of the hype of like, we need a diamond. No, you don't, shush. Okay, <clears throat> diamonds, yeah, diamonds are not a girl's best friend. Um, okay, <clears throat> you ready? Say I'm ready. Okay, here's what I'm not going to do though. Oh, man. Here's what I'm not going to do. I don't want to talk over. Um, as you can hear, I'm kind of still fighting a little cold. Um, oh, my gosh. I need something. Uh, in my office is my backpack, my um, Herschel backpack, the one with the drawstring. Please and thank you. Okay, so let's talk about offices. Uh, so when I'm talking about offices, you'll know, especially when we get right into the, right into the meat of it, uh, this is going to be talking about, you don't have to throw these up just yet, apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, and evangelists. How many of you guys have heard of this before? Five-fold ministry, if you guys have ever heard of this. Okay, so if you haven't heard of the five-fold ministry, that's really what we're going to be talking about. So um, this is basically giftings and offices that God has given to people to operate inside the church. And I'm going to talk about what the difference is between the five. Uh, because some people are like, well, I'm a prophet. And people are like, well, what the crap does that mean? Like, so let's talk about like, oh, he has an apostolic anointing. Okay, what the frick does that mean? Like, you know, have you guys ever thought of that? What the heck is apostolic? I have a teaching gift. That one's pretty self-explanatory, but thanks, man. Appreciate it. Okay, so... Let's, uh, let's jump right into it. This isn't going to be on the screen, but if you want to take notes, go ahead and take notes. This is Ephesians. We're going to live in Ephesians today. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. He, being Jesus, gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. Okay. What does that mean? It means that God has given people in the body of Christ to be prophets, evangelists, apostles, teachers, pastors, to equip the rest of the body of Christ to come into the fulfillment of what we were designed for. Okay? You with me? Okay. Emily's with me. You with me? Okay. So why is this important? So in order for us to attain everything that Christ died for, there has to be a certain flow inside the church. Did you know that there's order in the church? Yeah, great. And I'm not talking about like we sing a fast song and then we sing two slow songs and then we go to this. Like I'm not talking about like that sort of order. I'm talking about um, like, oh my gosh, those lights are driving me nuts. Anybody else? Yeah. Um, whatever. Uh, if someone wants to come turn them off, that's fine with me, but I'm not going to turn around and do it. Okay. So anyways, um, it's just positions inside the, the body as a whole of what that looks like. Okay. So everybody, you with me? Yeah. So we have heaven, right? Okay. Oh shoot. It's happening. It's happening. Okay. I have very bad handwriting. Okay. Okay. So this looks like Mount Vesuvius. Okay. But no. <laughs> okay. So we have heaven and, and all the things that are Hey, how about you just kick soccer balls and leave the teaching to me? Deal. All right. All right. So why is this important? All right. So, no, okay. This is just, this, that's cool, bro. I have a job. Um, keep it coming. Come on. I got every rebuttal you got, bro. 
No, but seriously, that is awesome. Well done. Um, all right, so no, this is heaven. This is Those are clouds. This is ethereal, okay? Wow. <laughs> Try to contain your excitement. Okay, so, and then we have apostles, okay? And then prophets are right below, okay? Okay? Okay. <laughs> so let me read. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read in just a second. So um, if you guys haven't read this book, oh, my gosh, hold on. If you guys haven't read this book, it's called Culture of Honor. The entire second chapter is devoted to this. It this will change your life 100%. Chloe, I could tell that you were hating that, so I'll take it off. Um, this book will change your freaking life. So I'm going to read a couple excerpts from it. All right. So Danny Silk, um, he has a master's in um, childhood and family counseling, and then the Lord just like radically called him to be a pastor and now he's on the senior leadership team at Bethel and he heads up all the the counseling and all this sort of stuff but anyway so he wrote this book he also wrote the book uh love loving on purpose you guys remember that series keep oh keep keep your love on yeah that's it keep your love on <laughs> yeah it was really awkward okay so uh, this is what he says. Each of these areas of focus is vitally important, but in order for them to function together as God intended, they must relate to one another according to his order of priority. The areas of heavenly focus come first and the influences and that influences the areas of earthly focus. So let's talk about this for a second. So, uh, apostles and prophets. Okay. Right here, right here. Their focus is on heaven. Okay. That's their whole thing. Apostolic and prophetic people, they're always leaning to say, hey, what is God saying? What, what, what is he saying that our next move is? What's the next thing we should do, okay? And then below that, what do we have? See what you got. What's next? Pastor. Pa okay, we'll go with pastor. We'll put pastor here. What's another one? Okay, evangelist, we'll put way down here. And a teacher. Okay. I know I'm really loving this. Anyways, uh, but I just want you to see it. That's basically all that I'm writing. So, um, except for this. So, huh? Oh, no. Well, you would think that until I get to the end. Then you'll be like, oh, shoot, dude. Okay. He said he thought the way that I said that evangelists would be mad. Um, no, but I'll say evangelists are at the bottom for a reason. Okay. So, apostles and prophets, their focus is on heaven. Pastors, teachers, and evangelists, their focus is on people. Okay, you with me? So um, <clears throat> maybe some of you are like, I don't know if I'm a prophet. I don't know if I'm an evangelist. I don't know like kind of what I'm hardwired for. Uh, plot twist, uh, we all kind of flow in and out of these, and I'll kind of show how Jesus did all five of these in one conversation. And so it really leaves us with no excuse to be like, well, I'm a prophet, so I don't care about the people. Shut up. Just be kind, okay? You, you don't use the don't use the title of prophet to be a butthole to people. You're like I'm just prophet. Well, you're a jerk. Like so. Anyways, you you can operate in all five of these, okay? So, let me read this excerpt for you, uh, and you tell me. Well, you don't have to actually tell me, but um, yeah. Here we go. So this this is from the scenario of a car crash. You ready? <clears throat> I think I can best introduce the attributes of the fivefold anointings by describing what might happen if they all arrive together at the scene of a car crash. The pastor, 
He's the first one out of the car. He scrambles to assess the situation and begins a triage approach to applying first aid to injured victims. He gathers blankets, jackets, waters, and anything else he can find to try and comfort them. He survives her. Oh my gosh. He surveys the situation to see if anything is threatening the safety, both of those who are receiving the care and those who have been drawn to the scene of the accident. He talks with each person to find out his or her name, marital status, whether he or she has children. He gathers vital signs, uh, vital sign information and any available emergency contact information in order to help the emergency response team when they arrive. He brings a sense of calm to the situation and each person there feels genuine feeling of care and connection to the pastor. He wonders whether he should have been a doctor. Okay. Uh, the teacher is the next one on the scene. He studies the situation in order to figure out what caused the accident. He steps back, notices the patterns of the skid marks and the distance each car moved before and after the impact and estimates the speed of each car at the point of impact. Drawing from his deep knowledge of the driver's manual and traffic laws, he develops a theory about who is at fault. His conclusion is that overall, drivers need more training and would most likely benefit from mandatory classes and continuing education requirements. Just out of those two, uh, I totally vibe with the teacher. Yeah, anybody else? Be like, yeah, that's what I would do. Okay. All right, the evangelist arrives on the scene and asks everyone lying in a safe, comfortable place, thanks to the pastor, if you were to die as a result of your injuries, do you know where you would go, heaven or hell? He then notices that there is a large gathering of bystanders and people in their cars who have pulled over to watch. He begins to address the larger crowd with the same question. There are no guarantees that you will make it, to home, make it home safely. Do you know where you would go? People give their hearts to the Lord right there on the side of the road. He explains to all of these new believers that the greatest gift you can ever give someone else is the gift of salvation. He trains them to lead others to Christ and prays for the baptism of the Holy Spirit to come upon them all. Afterward, he says, this was great, and he decides to purchase a police scanner when he gets back to town. Yeah, thank you. That was fun. I mean, I love that part. Okay. <laughs> Classic. All right, the prophet. Okay, let's see. Uh, the prophet knew this was going to happen because he had a dream about it the previous night. Because everyone in the dream had survived the accident, he rebuked the spirit of death and declares with great faith and unction that all shall live and none shall die. He also proclaims that there are angels surrounding the scene of the accident and prays that the eye of the people's hearts will be opened to see in the spirit. Then he walks around and starts to call the destiny out in various people. He releases a spirit of revelation within the group. And finally, and quite naturally, he begins to ask around to find out who was in charge at the scene. When he discovers the one in charge, he discerns whether this is God's chosen leader or not. If he finds no one else is in charge, he will appoint a leader. <laughs> uh, the apostle prays for the injured. He invites the supernatural healing touch of God into the scene, and he begins to tell testimonies of when he had seen, uh, when he had been on the scene of car accidents and witnessed the power of God manifest itself in those situations. The faith level of the people begins to rise and then asks if anyone can feel heat in his or her hands. He puts those who raise their hands to work, praying for others to be healed. He demonstrates to all who are near that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He then opens a school for those who arrive at car accident scenes and sends them all over the world to do signs and wonders. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Just as a show of hands, who uh, who went who kind of mostly I don't want to say vibed, uh, felt like you were the pastor in this situation. Okay. Okay. These are dirty as heck. Okay. Huh? You can only do one. Okay. Yeah. You can only do one right now. Okay. So pastor. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I'm just, just shut up and listen. 
You totally can do whatever you want. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was next in the line? All right. Teachers. How many guys felt like you were the teacher? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, pastor. Oh, pastor was first. Oh, sorry. Uh, evangelist. Okay. Amen. Come on. Uh, prophet. <laughs> yeah, you knew it. <laughs> um, all right. Apostle. Okay. How many of you guys didn't vote? Yeah, there it is. All right. That's all right though. Um, how many of you guys didn't feel you were any of these? Okay. That was punishment. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we're going to pray the Lord imparts wisdom to you. All right. So, um, all right, here, here's where we're ending. Not ending, really getting going. Uh, so Ephesians 2, 17 through 22 is the whole passage. I'm just going to read an excerpt from it. So then you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and, uh, and are of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple for the Lord. So literally, it's saying that the temple of God, us, uh, like the collective church, is built upon the foundation of apostles and prophets, and Christ is the cornerstone, okay? So why is this important? Just uh, any guesses. Why is this important? Bearing in mind these. Ah, so good, Emily. Yes. Uh, they're the only two offices that are focused on heaven's perspective. So why is this important? Um, because if you have what we have right now in America, uh, what, who would you say is steering the ship? Uh, if we, if we kind of had to take a poll of like churches across America, the church of America, who would you say would be steering the ship of the churches of these five? Say it, say it again. Pastors, 100%. What's the issue with that? So pastors, here's the issue. If pastors are steering the ship of a church, then their whole focus ends up becoming on the people, which is good. But then what ends up happening is then you build a whole collection of people who are focused on themselves, and then they bypass the entire thing of heaven. And so what happens is then you get, have you guys ever heard of like form and religion? Bing, bing, bing. It's because pastors are leading the ship because they're not focused on what heaven is doing. So they're just doing things out of ritualistic, like, oh, this is what we used to do. So let's just do this. This helped, This worked back in the day. So then we just kind of circle around that tent forever and ever and ever. But that's why it's important that apostles and prophets are steering the ship because their whole focus is on heaven. And so whatever heaven is saying, then they're like, okay, let's, let's, um, it's not matriculate because that, um, no, no, it apparently matriculate, disseminate. Come on, babe. There it is. Oh, I thought you said disseminate. Oh my gosh. Come on. <laughs> that, that is good. Thanks, babe. <laughs> and then they send it. Uh, they disseminate this to down here. Okay. So now you can throw this up. So let's talk about apostles for a second. All right. You ready? <clears throat> Here's the heartbeat of apostles. Your kingdom come. 
Let's say it again. Your kingdom come. That's the core of the apostles, okay? Their whole thing is to bring heaven down to earth. That's the whole point of the apostles, okay? So here are some characteristics of apostles. You ready? Worship and supernatural activity are priorities in the environment and the lifestyle of the saints because God's presence is top priority, okay? God, here's another characteristic. God desires those who don't yet know him to come into relationship with him where the primary emphasis is love, not service, okay? And then successive generations must be equipped to carry and demonstrate kingdom revelation, okay? You with me? Does this sound familiar? Why? Maybe that's why. Okay. Pastor Michael, even though his title is pastor, he really operates in apostolic. So with him in mind, okay, and this whole teaching isn't about Pastor Michael, but, but, but he is steering the ship of Redemption Life Church. Okay. So with him in mind, listen to this. Worship and supernatural activity are the priorities of the environment and the lifestyle of the saints because God's presence is top priority. Okay, God desires those who don't yet know him to come into a relationship with him where the primary emphasis is love, not service. What's our vision? Oh, okay. And successive generations must be equipped to carry and demonstrate kingdom revelation. Yeah, okay. Make sense? Okay, question. Yes, um, and that is not what that is. Uh, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> couldn't tell you. It, it's just a denomination. Yeah. How about this? Let me do some research and we'll talk about it. Deal? Okay. <clears throat> so now let's talk about prophets. You ready? All right. Some of you are really uh, into the prophets. Okay. Uh, success is built through the value we maintain for the prophetic voices in our environment because our prosperity comes through our agreements with heaven's culture and the prophets clarify the reality of that culture for us and invite us to enter into it. Okay. So success in our lives depends on us coming into agreement with what heaven is saying. Yes. Three claps. If that makes sense. Okay. The prophetic people help give teeth to that. Okay. Where they're like, Hey, you're missing the mark. Here's what heaven is saying. Oh, okay, great. Thanks very much. Okay. Um, so prophets hear God and look, I kind of went back and forth with the Lord on this where I was like, cause there was a word in here and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this because I hadn't seen it. And there's some like mysticism that surrounds it. And so, but if it's in scripture, I literally told her, it was like, Hey, I want it. Like, even, I mean, if that's you just receive it. I mean, even if I can't make sense of it and it makes, and I'm like, wait, what? But if it's in scripture and it, he says, I can have it, I want it. Okay. So you leaving. See ya. Okay. There it is. All right. So prophets hear God through dreams, visions, <clears throat> and even trances. 
Apostles keep us believing, but the prophets keep us expecting that God is coming. Essentially, prophets hear from heaven and release that onto the earth. Apostles and prophets work hand in hand. Okay? That's the part where I was like, trances? What? But, hey, he said we could have it, so let's do it. It happened to Peter. It, and there, there's some, like, literally, if you read this book and anything by Chris Valentin, you'll be like, wait, what? Like, how does that even happen? Anyways, like, there was this story of Chris Valentin. He's in the White House. Okay, he's, uh, I don't have time for this, but we're going to make time. He's in the White House, and literally, <clears throat> he sees people with duct tape across their forehead in the spirit where it literally said, like, abuse or, like, uh, sex trafficking. And he, he literally walked up to him, like, Nisi, come here, because you're closest. They're just, like, having a conversation. And, hey, whatever, the White House. Okay, that's crazy. And then, like, just, I mean, she, she looks just like how she looks. And he just goes up and does this in the White House in front of everybody. But the Lord's like, just take the tape off her forehead. So he took the table and she gets like healed. Like, that's what healing looks like all the time. Okay. Thanks, dear. Okay. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Everybody give Nisi a round of applause. <laughs> okay. So prophets hear God through dreams, visions, and even trances. Apostles keep us believing. Prophets keep us expecting that God is coming. So uh, what do you guys think? Okay, so apostles and prophets work hand in hand. That's a good thing they're married. Golly, that makes this so much easier. So literally at the helm of the ship of redemption life and should be at the church at large, um, past apostles and prophets are steering the ship because what heaven is saying is getting downloaded to them and then they're disseminating that to the rest of these people. And um uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna rip through this, okay? Um, all right, so let's talk about teachers. <laughs> woo! You ready? Everybody, take a deep breath. Everybody, say woo! Everybody, say yeah! Yeah! All right, teachers. All right, sadly, teachers and pastors are at the helm of America when it comes to the church at large. Okay, we've talked about that, and maybe that's why we don't see many signs and wonders and crazy healings because. We're all just focused on the people, but heaven is like, hey, this is what I want to do. But since they're steering the ship, we're missing out on all of this, okay? So we have good teaching, but we don't see heaven coming to earth because teachers are focused on the ground, okay? That's great. Oh, we're the skid marks and all this stuff. He's at fault, okay? That's great. Um, they like information, and, uh, and you like to dissect scripture or anything to see how it works, why this goes here, okay? If you guys ever, you guys do that? And it's like, hey, why does, why does this work here? Why does this happen? If you guys ever like take apart like, um, like a remote control car or something and put it back together, you may be a teacher. Be or, okay, yeah, I feel like everybody, yeah, no doubt. This is me, like, all the, I mean, there's not really much to this, but I was like, I was like, what happens? That's it, okay. <laughs> and I'm done, okay. Um, okay, so... Uh, if you're, if you're writing something down, write this down. We've, it's, it's long, so you may just want to uh, either voice to text or just, you know, spark notes. Yeah, or go back and listen to the podcast that Isaac puts up every week. 
Okay, we have made teachers the helm because when we lack the reality of heaven invading earth, we no longer just rely on living things out, but we have to prove it because no miracles are manifesting. So when teachers and pastors, we're just gonna focus on teachers, when teachers are at the helm, we have to work on apologetics and we have to prove the existence of God rather than just walking in apostolic anointing and saying, hey, I don't have any silver or gold, but why don't you just get up and walk? You don't have to prove anything when they were lame from birth and now they can just leap around. I mean, that's just perfect theology. That's just, you don't have to do anything. But, but since we're missing the signs and the wonders, we've resorted back to just relying on like good teaching to try and prove people wrong. So I don't know which came first. Like it's like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, I don't, I don't know if teachers like started getting into the helm and then we lost signs and wonders. And then we started like trying to prove everything or if we lost signs and wonders and then we started prove it or that we, but either way, this is where we're at. Okay. Um, so there's a high value for education, i.e. this. Okay, this, this is great. This is why I love this because I really feel like I'm a teacher at heart. Like I just, I love the way things work. I love it's like, oh wait, that was prophetic of back in Isaiah. And then like, just, it's great. Okay. So the teacher's job, this is important. You ready? Okay. The teacher's job is to take the passion and the revelation of the apostles and the prophets and show us how it comes truth that we can apply to our lives. That's the point of the teachers, is to take what heaven is saying and then to show us and to teach us how it applies to our life. Example, you ready? So let's say someone is demonically oppressed, okay? And this is what happens. So demonically oppressed, what happens is the apostle would cast the demon away, okay? And the people want to know what happened. Okay, Uh, enter the teacher. Okay, so the teacher would go on to explain that Jesus said that we could do all these things and more and talk about the power that was given through the Holy Spirit. That would be the teacher's job. The apostle just comes in and does like, get out of here. All right, he's delivered, peace out. And then the teacher comes in and says, hey, let me explain to you what happened. Um, So uh, some things, if you, I don't know who all went to ladies retreat. I wasn't there, but I heard some things that happened at ladies retreat. Um, I'm not saying anything. Um, I'm not saying any names, but you won't stop talking. So, <laughs> so, so something happened to Ghislaine, <laughs> um that was very uh, apostolic and prophetic in nature and then um, resulted in people asking questions like, yo, yeah, how long were you on the floor? How long were you out of it and shaking? Okay, so for two to three hours, the Lord like totally healed just laying, uh, both physically and spiritually, like just crazy generational stuff. I don't want to take, uh, don't want to like parade it around like it's something cheap. Um, but, but it was an experience that she had that was not just like normal, like, oh, hey, I'm healed. Great. Okay. Just walking away. Like there was a certain like manifestation of the presence of God that happened that made the response of the people, including just Lane, to be like, what happened? Enter the teacher. This is what happened. Okay. This is how the Holy Spirit does this. This is what this means is what this means this is what this means. Who explained it to you? Jahan. Why is that important? Because right now, Jahan mainly operates in prophetic 
but then she flows into teacher to explain what's happening. Okay. Apostles and prophets just on their own is just reckless. They need teachers and pastors to guide what's happening so that the people can go along with what heaven is saying. Okay. That's why there has to be fivefold. You can't just have one. Either you just have pastors and teachers and you miss the whole um, supernatural heaven coming to earth, or you just have apostles and prophets and you lose the people because you're off on an island by yourself in a trance in the third heaven. Okay. You, everyone, you have to take everyone on the journey. Okay. Um, all right, let's talk about pastors. Um, some of you are called to be pastors in this room. Some of you know it. Um, and some of you don't know it, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, the pastor's job is to care for the sheep. This looks like meetings, counseling, etc. just like shepherds go figure. If the pastors are not connected, you ready? Oh, come on. Okay. If the pastors are not connected to the app, to the apostolic and the prophetic, then their leadership will only lead people back to self-focus and the pastor will have to give them a natural alternative to a supernatural life. If the pastors aren't connected to the apostles and the prophets, we will end up living below a supernatural lifestyle that we are all intended to operate in. Okay. So, uh, let me give you an example. Um, pastor Michael and Jahan. Okay. Apostle and prophet. Okay. They recently went up to Michigan. Okay. Uh, there was a church up there that was kind of like, Hey, we just need to glean from you guys. Like, what have you got? Like, please come and do this. So, uh, when they get up to Michigan, they realize that everyone up in Michigan is operating here. They have none of this. And so what's happening? A lot of fit is hitting the shan. Oh, that's someone's, that's someone's, uh, phone. Lass, is that your phone? Whose is it? Oh, that's all right. Dude, Tennessee whiskey's a jam, bro. Which version is it? Chris Stapleton? All right. I love that song. It's good. All right. All right. No, yeah, we don't drink whiskey. Um, okay. So here's the thing. Uh, the people up in Michigan uh, have told Pastor Michael and Pastor John that they need their leadership. So as apostle and prophet, they're literally having FaceTime instruction like every other week, instructing them as apostles and prophets on how they're supposed to disseminate what heaven is saying to their people. And guess what? They're seeing breakthrough. It's crazy what happens when everything lines up. Okay. All right. Last. You ready? Uh, no, thanks. All right. Whoops. All right. Evangelists. Everybody say evangelist. All right. Evangelists. They form the end of the funnel of heaven's flow to earth, uh, from heaven to the apostles and prophets through the teachers and the pastors to the evangelists to the lost. Okay. Oh my gosh. I know. Shush. Is that an L? Is that good? Okay, whatever. All right. <laughs> uh, so listen to this. 
unless the ministry of the church, unless this is reaching those who don't yet know the Lord, the function of all of these is pointless. Absolutely pointless. If these, if these people aren't reaching the lost, what's the point of this? There is none. The whole point of us being here, yes, is to know God and to make him known, is to be evangelical in nature, is to bring those who are outside of the family into the family. You with me, Taylor? Yes. Cool. All right. Never mind. All right. Huh? You want me to highlight the lost red? Oh, I only have uh, purple. Okay, is that better? Yeah. You were, were you really excited about purple? Oh, amen. What did Oakland say today? Uh, we'll talk about it later. All right. So here, here's, here's uh, how you can know if you're an evangelist or you have an evangelical anointing. All right. If you get frustrated that we're having another Bible study or a potluck dinner or a hot summer nights and people around the city are perishing to everlasting damnation, you might be an evangelist. Okay. Okay. How many of you guys have ever asked the question, why are we doing this? I mean, I've said it. I've said it in staff meeting where we're planning an event. It's this big event. And I'll literally be like, why are we doing this? What, what is the point of doing this? We're just like circling around ourselves. (laughs) Like these people have no idea what's happening. Like, and we're just circling. So everything has to funnel from heaven to the app, to the, I always want to say apostles, <laughs> to the apostles and the prophets, and then it disseminates to these three, and it has to reach the lost, okay? So instead of becoming frustrated, the solution is for evangelists to become more ingrained with the apostles. How do we get heaven to these people? How do we get what you're seeing, what the Holy Spirit is telling you to these people? Instead of being like, I'm going to do my own thing. And then you just end up being an evangel, a rogue evangelist. Guess what? You end up just making your own doctrine because then what happens is people end up shaping your theology and you get so outside of what heaven is saying that you have no idea what you're even leading people to. But by gosh, we're doing it. No, you're not. You're not doing anything. Um, So let me read something again to you. You ready? I'm telling you, this book will rock your world. All right. So the kingdom of heaven is invading the earth. If, if the kingdom of heaven invading the earth is the goal, not unsaved people invade. Okay. My gosh. It's not if the kingdom of heaven invading the earth is the goal, not unsaved people invading the church. Shush. The cooperation between all the ministry gifts is the only way to accomplish the primary objective of the church. We must cooperate with the Holy Spirit in carefully and intentionally assembling the pipe that funnels heaven and all its power and freedom to the earth. When we do, the importance of the entire Christian church being fully equipped by all the ministry graces so that the kingdom of heaven leaks from our lives will soon be a concept as widely accepted as praying a prayer of salvation. Okay? You with me? So, here's... Some good news, great news. Um, there are offices, and then there's like giftings. Okay, um, if you, if you operate like in the office 
of a prophet, you kind of can't help but do it. It just naturally comes out of you, right? Like, um, like if, well, I'll just, I'll just talk musician wise. So like, um, if you're naturally a musician, you don't have to think about like when you're listening to the radio, like, wow, that's great guitar tone. Wow. Wow. That's a really cool minor four that you just did. Oh, wow. You don't have to think and like muster yourself up. It just is a result of what you do. It's who you are. Okay. I'm not saying it's your identity. We're not getting into that, but I'm just saying if you walk in that office, you just, you can't help but prophesy. Okay. If you walk in the office of pastor, you can't help but bring comfort and like a sense of calmness and serenity. If you walk in the office of teacher, you can't help but be not analytical, but connecting all the dots. If you walk in the office of evangelist, you can't help but tell people, Hey, do you know Jesus? It's just an office that you walk in. Okay. And then you have giftings. So I like to think of it as like offices are like ocean liners. Okay. You go like super far out and it's like, you're this big monstrosity. Okay. Uh, but these gifts, you can kind of flow freely in and out of them. It's kind of like a sailboat. You kind of just shift on a dime. Okay. And you can go in and out of all these things. So let's talk about how Jesus literally walked through all five offices, all five giftings in one conversation. You ready? It'll blow your mind. When I first heard it, it blew my mind. I was like, what? No freaking way. That's amazing. Um, any guesses of where we're going? Oh, wait, someone, someone said it. John 4. Good job, Hannah. You remembered. Okay. We were going to live in Ephesians, but now we're finishing up. All right. And then I'll wrap up with this. You ready? A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away to the city to buy food. So the Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, though you are a Jew, are asking me for a drink, though I'm a Samaritan woman? Side note, Samaritans and Jews didn't hang out. There's a lot of bad blood. It's really bad. Okay. Jesus replied to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. She said to him, sir, you have no bucket and the well is deep. Where then do you get this living water? You are not greater than our father Jacob, are you, who gave us the well and drank at it himself and his sons and his cattle? Jesus answered and said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks from the water that I will give him shall never be thirsty, but the water that I will give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up to eternal life. Apostle. Boom. Okay. To the woman, the woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty nor come all the way here to draw water. He said to her, go and call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said to him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have correctly said, I have no husband for you have had five husbands. And the one who you are with now is not your husband, which is what you have said. Prophet. Prophet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's the woman's response. Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, our fathers worshiped. She's not all that dull. All right. She, she's got one, <laughs> one for five. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain. And yet you Jews say that the Jerusalem is where the place where we must worship. Jesus said to her, believe me, woman, that a time is coming when you will worship the father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know because salvation is from the Jews. 
But a time is coming and even now has arrived when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people, the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Teacher, explaining what the scriptures have meant, okay? Explaining what all this has happened. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming. He is who is called the Christ. He's right in front of you. And the one comes, he will declare all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one speaking to you, you dummy. Um, that's Paul's interpretation. And at this point, his disciples came and they were amazed that he had been speaking with a woman, yet no one said, what are you seeking? Or what are you speaking with her about? So the woman left her water pot and went to the city and said to the people, come and see a man who told me all the things that I've done. This is not, if this is not the Christ, is he evangelist? They left the city and were coming to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him saying, Rabbi, eat something. But he said, I have food to eat that you, know, that you don't know about. So the disciples were saying to one another, no one brought him anything to eat, did you? They're so thick-headed. Jesus said to him, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I tell you, raise your eyes and observe the fields that they are white for the harvest. Already the ones who reap who reaps is receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life so that the one who sows and the one who reaps may rejoice together. For in this case, the saying is true. One sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have come into their labor. We don't have time to dissect that, but maybe we'll do that on a different day. Uh, now from the city, many of the Samaritans believed in him. And now the word of the woman who testified, he told me all the things that I have done. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they were asking him to stay with them. And he stayed there for two days. Pastor. Many people believed because of his word and they were saying to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe for we have heard from ourselves and know this one truly is the savior of the world. So literally went pop, 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 bop. Okay. All five, one conversation, probably three hours. Okay. Cause they had to have the conversation and then run away. So we all have the opportunity to walk in every single one of these giftings. Okay. The important thing is that we have to be spirit led in all these things. Right, Nora? Everybody say peace, Nora. Peace, Nora. Yeah, she's just tired. Oh, she is ready to go to bed. Uh, just like Jesus, don't try and steer the conversation. Here, here's, a little, here's a little nugget for you. Don't try and don't come into a conversation ready just to blast them. Be like, the Lord gave me a prophetic word for you. I'm just going to blow you up. Don't steer the conversation, but just ooze the kingdom so much that you can't help bring heaven to earth. That's the goal is just to walk with him so closely that you don't have to try and steer the conversation or superimpose your, I'm a prophet. You better listen to me. No one cares that you're a prophet. Like just ooze heaven and then we'll, we'll know. The point of being a prophet isn't to say, I'm a prophet. The point of being a prophet is to bring heaven to earth. So if you're not doing that, you're not this. Okay. You're not this. If you're not doing this, you're missing all this. The whole point is to bring this to here. Okay. So on that note, let's do some giveaways. Uh, what do we want first? Money. Um, let's do phones. You want to pick one? All right. Andy's going to grab one. Huh? Do I have my phone? Oh, yeah, before we do this, keep doing that. I have two things to say before we do this. 
Um, it's come to, if you guys don't know this, um, I, whatever. I do a lot of the worship up at main campus as far as like MDing and over kind of the band up there. But down here, I don't do any of that. Um, oh, that's Hannah. She doesn't count. Oh, keep, cir- keep circling until I say this. So listen. So Chloe heads up all the worship down here. So if you are interested in being on this team, whether that be playing, singing, whatever, um, no one is on it right now. I'll just say this. We're going to have a blank slate right now. If you want to be on this team, come and talk to her. Send her a message. Okay, so send her a message. Okay, find a way to send her a message. Okay, so if you want to be on that team, send her a message. Don't message me. I won't do anything with it. Okay, talk to your girl Chloe. All right, is that crystal clear? Cool. Question. Hundred percent. Or else we'll put. Yeah, and we'll let you know if you make the team. Audition for. All right, let's do these phone buckets. Here we go, Andy. Eva. She was taking notes. Oh yeah, and pop off. Yeah, she has expressed permission from me. So I will say this. I know a lot of you want to take notes on your phone. That is a-okay. You just have to put it back. I mean, I want it up there during worship because you don't need to be taking phone calls <laughs> during worship. Uh, <laughs> I want to know after who, who called you, your friend. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do first time guest. All right, drum roll. Thanks, Lane. Thanks, Evie. All right. Landon. Okay, I got a question for you. Did you come really with uh, Grayson or Braylon? Braylon? All right, Braylon, here you go. This is when you stand up. All right. He put both on there, so I was like, maybe next time. All right. Sunday, at a glance. Oh, here, here's the thing. Um, not that you guys need to know, but I'll just say it anyways. Um, wait. Where'd all my things go? Okay, one more favor. I have another backpack. Do you know where that other one is? No, my black one. Yeah. Should be. I know. Well, I, I have like, I have like an office backpack where I have like all my... Um, yeah, all like all the books, computers, and then I have a music backpack, uh, and that's where uh, those are at. Um, 
So, oh. All right, let me reiterate this. Oh, Ben, while you're there, everybody look at Ben. Top, top left. Can you grab him? Okay. Ben is going to hand these. It's not in there. Okay. That's so bad. No, I literally, I, I swore I, did I throw them away? Okay, should we just pull two next week? Okay. All right. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to look at the signups. This is, I know it's supposed to be Sunday at a glance, but I'm just going to look at the sign-ins for today. Like when you, uh, you shouldn't be in this room if you didn't sign in. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, you guys tell me when to stop. Why is Jahan Cox signed in? <laughs> All right. I look like her. Stop! Oh, it's in the middle of two. The top? Guys, this is hilarious. This is a sister. It's harvest. Again. It's. Where's she at? She, she's not even excited about it. Oh my gosh. Fine. Here. Michaela. Yo, you, yeah, I know. Golly. Whatever. I hope that your chicken is overcooked and cold. <laughs> But I hope you don't get food poisoning because that's mean. Okay. All right. So I have a few now. Okay. One more thing and then we'll get out of here. Uh, grab that sheet from Ben on your way out on the back is for our Q&A. You're going to follow that QR code, scan it, and then submit a question. We're going to do Q&As later on uh, next month. Secondly, uh, Pastor Just Lane is going to be teaching next week. So get amped for that. All right. Play me some music. Let's get out of here. See you later. Brah. Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Illuminate Student Ministries. Be sure to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Illuminate Knox.